This is the night when fear and horror walk hand in hand. This is Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. As ancient as superstition, as modern as the telephone. Black Sabbath interview. I can't run lust for words. California sunsets. And there's more. Deep purple. Explosions. Lighting effects. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. And tonight only, special guest appearance, the amazing flying piano. Plus a lavish display of fireworks. All this and 200,000 music lovers. California Jam. We'll be right back. those kids to bed, feed the cats, draw the curtains, and light those goddamn candles. It's time for Sabbath Seance. Proper. We got a fantastic one for you here today. We're conjuring up the ghosts of the Speedway 47 years ago on this day, April 6th. Perhaps the most iconic Black Sabbath gig. It all went down at the Cal Jam. We're going to talk a little bit about the legacy of that important event in Sabbath history run through the set list, but most importantly, I've managed to dial in with some companions for this one. Joining me on the Zoom Ouija board over there, we're not one but two top-tier Sabbath mediums with deep connections to the Cal Jam. We had Angie and Emily of the almighty Black Savage joining me here on the podcast today. If you haven't heard of the next-level Sabbath worship that these ladies provide, you really need to get on that. Do not sleep on Black Savage. Far more than a tribute act. These girls like really embody the full-on spirit of 70s OG Sabs 4. Legit badass players who revel in the details, the minutia of Black Sabbath's live vibes. Anyway, I had such a great time chatting with them. There'd definitely be a secondary seance other than this Gal Jam one. Just of the outtakes of us shooting the shit on Sabbath. We went deep. <laughs> and I, I want to thank them again for taking the time to dial in with me here. And I can't wait till they're unleashed from these COVID cages that everyone's in. Because the shit they have planned for later this year, like the tours and the set list that they're going to do, you're all going to lose your fucking shit, I guarantee you. We're talking about front to back, Master of Reality, and Volume 4 people. So make sure you follow Black Savage on the socials. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Black Savage. They're all there. Light them up with some love. And their website, of course, BlackSavage.com. That's where you'll find all the tentative tour dates, which, as you know, constantly in fluctuation in these times. But they're booked to hit the UK in October, fingers crossed. And they're confirmed for Psycho Vegas 2021. That's August 20th to the 22nd. And you know that one will be going. 
Vegas isn't one of those, uh, you know, they're not one of the real lockdown states, unfortunately. But it'll be cool that they get to play a gig. Hopefully it's safe. Everybody wears masks. So go to their site. Pre-order tickets for that one. Psycho Vegas is always a stellar lineup. I think this year Danzig and fucking Merciful Fates headline it. My boys in Down are there too. So get excited for that. Some Vegas, baby. Road trip. Masks on. No pit stops. <laughs> but let's make it happen, right? Also, check out Black Savage's amazing live streams that they do on YouTube if you want to get a flavor of what they're about. That's a great way to see it. They have their sets in entirety up there. I guarantee you'll be hooked once you see them play some Sabbath. They don't fuck around. <laughs> Black Sabbath women, <laughs> they don't mess around. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. Uh, oh, and also follow my shit too, at SabbathBloodyPC. Email me, SabbathBloodyPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to do a request for a seance, drop it in over there. Also, check out the rest of the good people at the Deep Dive Podcast Network. You know them all by now. And lastly, if you haven't already, listen to my first episode of the other podcast that I'm part of, the North by South Podcast. That's at North by South Pod on Twitter. Me and Clay from Skinner Reconsidered do that one. And it's available on all the podcast venues out there. Okay, now... Here it is, the Cal Jam-centric portion of my great conversation with Angie Scarpa and Emily Burton of Black Savage. I emailed you a few minutes ago to say that that um, Emily, my guitar player, who's also the guitar player in Firewall Ministry, yeah, yeah, she said she would totally jump on with us if. if oh, that's sweet! Cool. That is right, awesome. Me, yeah, yeah. Let me let me just send her the link. Right on. Totally. So, where are you? I'm in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Oh, okay, cool. So it's kind of like it's right between Montreal and Toronto. Yeah. It's funny speaking to you know a North American who isn't in a, who isn't you know, a U.S. citizen, because I'm jealous of your Canadian citizenship. <laughs> yeah, I got two good yeah, citizenships. Hi. Hey, Hello. Emily, what's hi. up? How are you? Nice to meet you. I'm so glad you could bomb in here. That's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why not? You guys are both yeah. L.A. then, right? Um, <laughs> I am. Uh, yeah, I just moved about, it's it's like an hour 45 from L.A. It's like mountainy. It's up the mountain. Okay. So uh, like okay. a month ago. So it's... Um, Oh, you just moved. Yeah. Out. So, I mean, we've had snow like it. Uh, we got two feet of snow last week, which is crazy because we're like less than two hours from L.A. You know what I mean? It's But it's just that right. it's over 6000 feet. The altitude. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's funny. We actually just bought a place here because like we were renting because we had just moved back. I lived in Ireland for the previous last five years. And uh, yeah, like buying a house and uh, 
checking out the real estate and stuff during these times has been interesting. Yeah, that's, I mean, sure. yeah, it yeah. was, uh, I think a lot of people have the same idea because they're like, I have to get out of my apartment, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of what yeah, happened. Exactly, like, yeah. I can't have neighbors anymore, like kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be around fucking people anymore. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. me to the mountains. That's a good plan. <laughs> I like it. I just I just spent ten months playing drums in my living room. So, you know, <laughs> I dig your guys like uh, live streams. And is that where you guys rehearse you, in that like yard? Oh, uh, in Alice's backyard, my singer's backyard. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, because under the yeah, cause she, fucking lime tree and stuff, very in, LA. Yeah, I love it. What's it, it looks super quaint, but she like there's like a a business on one side of her uh -huh. and a freeway on the other side. So <laughs> we're not like. If we did it in my backyard, there'd be people like, cause I live in like a really dense part of the city. So right. like people would lose their fucking minds right. if we were playing in I feel like Alice, the backyard to me, when I watch it, it looks like Pee Wee's Playhouse or like a version of, you know what I mean? Like it's like this it weird- does, yeah. Like, it's got the tiki bar there and yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like this playland. Yeah, yeah. Well, watching them when I was up here in Canada, just freezing my balls off. It's like, oh geez, yeah, this feels warm watching this. I like this. Oh, Jesus. The first one we did, the one where we had the masks on, because it yeah. was like the height of COVID. Yeah. So we didn't even want to get near each other. Mm. And um, it was like 110 degrees that day. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I'm like playing drums with a mask on and it's like 100 <laughs> degrees. It was brutal. Yeah, that was that brutal. Was sweltering, sweltering hot. Yeah. Yeah. That's one good thing. I mean, I guess when, in the winter, Having the mask is kind of nice. It cuts down on the uh, snotsicles. Just yeah. have a nice little warm. Yeah, you can just wipe, you just wipe <laughs> and, inside and just keep yeah. changing your mask. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever listened to my podcast? Um, I listened to a bit today because I didn't know about I was oh, telling cool, Angie, right I right. like, there's so many podcasts. I'm like, that's like, who is amazing. this fucking clown? No, and then I just never, <laughs> I, it's like I drive in my car and I listen to Howard Stern. And I'm always like, I okay, should be yeah. listening to a podcast, but it's just like, I have like serious radio in my car. And so I just, it's yeah. like, his is the only voice I listen to usually, but it's Stern or the Boneyard. Um, yeah. Exactly. I but I checked out a little yeah. bit today. I was excited to learn about it. Cause I didn't, I didn't know. Sweet. So <laughs> I have listened to many of your episodes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And I have several Sweet. bones to pick with you. Good. <laughs> Because no. I mean, it, it, it's funny. You're probably listening to ones that I did a couple of years ago. About I've evolved. I hope you jumped ahead a little bit. Because uh, uh, well, I listened to the, I think the most recent one was the live album one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I listened to that. I listened to that actually just the other day, like before we even talked to each other. Oh, sweet. Okay, so you get a vibe yeah. of like kind of where I'm at. Then this is kind of what I wanted yeah. to do: open the floor and like talk to some people. And when you reach out to me, I was like, oh, awesome, because like I totally like I dig your guys' uh, Sabbath worship. It's it's top <laughs> oh, notch. Cool. And Emily awesome. Fireball Ministry, I, I totally had that record. Um, I feel like an idiot because I don't remember what it's called, but it has all the fucking amps on the front. Oh, their rock is not our rock. Yeah, that was my third one. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys fucking slay. For we sure. definitely yeah. toured a, what a great lot title. in Canada yeah. on that record. We, we, we did a tour with Disturbed, that band Disturbed. And okay. we were going back and forth across the border like 100 times, like across Canada. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Emily did a whole tour. You're like a huge Dio fan, right? Uh, I'm not huge, actually. I, I mean, I've only discovered him recently. But like before, I was, oh, really? I was I'm a huge Aussie guy, but like I am now. Like, oh, okay. I'm totally, I'm Dio. Yeah. 
I just heard, I've, I've heard you call him the eternal one. So oh, I thought you, yes. you were, you were, but Emily did a whole tour opening for Dio. Oh, so she yeah, has it lots was, of, um, lots of Dio It was stories. Master of the Moon. Not the hologram, the actual dude. Yeah, the actual dude. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Master of the Moon. It was that record and which was oh, probably okay. like, oh God, what year was that? I'm going to say like 2003 or four, 2004 yeah. probably. Yeah. Cause it was on the record before the one that you had. Um, yeah, it was amazing like he was the coolest guy and it was the best tour because it was us and then anthrax and then dio and so we could play we could wrap up all our gear like you know get it all packed away right go sell some merch and then watch dio every night for two hours like it was awesome, awesome. like it was like the best yeah. it was ugh. yeah and that would have been the cycle right before that would have been right before he did the heaven and hell thing right yeah it was he had craig goldie playing guitar oh, cool. um and it was and uh rudy sarzo and uh Sick. yeah it was just like it was he couldn't have been nicer to us ronnie was very cool i smoked weed with him like he likes that he liked the 50 awesome. 50s right like the half you know tobacco uh which was insane because oh, yeah. that was like surreal moment like you know smoking weed did he have some like medieval apparatus that no he, joints uh, just in? joints like he, <laughs> his, joints, his joints? like guy nice. like his tech guy would have like he had like a little hip sack and he would just have yeah like rolled like joints rolled all and because you know he would just hand them out you know um <laughs> and it was it was crazy Sweet. like the one night he he came we were kind of sharing like a dressing room that had like a common room and he came in and sat <laughs> down and was just talking about his childhood and we're smoking weed and I don't smoke wow. cigarettes, so I was getting like lightheaded. I don't do well with the half tobacco, half wheat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I lived on the east coast of Canada, they always did that. They always cut it in with tobacco, and I just couldn't handle yeah. it. It made me sick. Plus, I was like yeah. nervous because yeah, I'm like, oh my gross. god, I'm talking to you know Ronnie smoking yeah, weed with Tia. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I always had Boddington's. Yeah, he would drink Boddington's every night. Oh yeah, weird. yeah. <laughs> I, I thought he was like a big red wine guy. The couple of times I met him, he was always he's drinking red wine. For sure. I know that like I've seen like the, uh, it was like an old school, like MTV Cribs way back in like Dream Evil era or something like that. But he kind of went through his bar and he had like full on like mead and stuff. And like he was pulling like proper pints. I think that's <laughs> why he got he along did. with Sabbath. Right. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You had to be a, a big drinker. On that note, like let's transition over to Cal Jam. Talk about that now. Yeah. On February 17th, 1974, an ad appeared in Southern California newspapers announcing California Jam, a 12-hour rock concert to be held at the Ontario Motor Speedway, located 50 miles by freeway from Los Angeles. Several weeks before the event, the anticipated audience was expected to exceed 100,000 people, a stage large enough to support the many tons of equipment and personnel of eight major rock groups had to be built from 500 sections of scaffolding and covered with 23,000 square feet of plywood. To support a 54,000 watt sound system capable of covering a square mile, four sound towers were erected to a total height of 15 stories. To move all the stage equipment around, sections of the stage were built over 600 feet of railroad track. A million watts of power were generated to light up everything from the stage to the parking lot. 6,000 feet of temporary fence, a million and a half gallons of water, first aid centers, 1,500 employees, artists, stagehands, ticket takers, security people, hot dog sellers, all coming together to have everything ready for the morning 
of April 6th. It sure is going to be one fine day for a rock and roll show. 9.45 on a beautiful, slightly sloggy California jam morning. Temperatures expected to reach 85 degrees today. Right now it's a crisp 55. We'll be broadcasting to you all day from backstage here at the Ontario Motor Speedway. Now right now about 150,000 people are here with even more still pouring in. If you're on the San Bernardino Freeway and caught in traffic, our best advice to you is take a big deep breath, relax, get off the freeway and find an alternative route to get here, a non-freeway method to arrive at the jam. So held on April 6th, 1974, here's when I get all professional and podcasty, um, <laughs> at the Ontario Motor Speedway in California, obviously not my Ontario where I am right now. The first Cal Jam is often considered like the last of the first wave of like those big massive U.S. festivals. You know, you include like Monterey, your Woodstock, of course. It kind of was like a transition point where it started to get a little corporate even because you look at it yeah. like, I mean, it's heralded as one of like most well-executed successful festivals because there was no incidents. You can't really <laughs> put it in the same thing as the Woodstock, you know, it certainly doesn't have that boho vibe to it. I mean, like the fucking Goodyear blimps hovering around like a corporate vulture the entire time they're playing. It was kind of like an interesting point because the massive crowds and, and Sabbath being at the point that they were at, they had just done Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. I think they had just finished Sabbath, Bloody yeah. Sabbath, yeah. Because even all the new ones are the ones from Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, but it's pretty insane. The vibe you get from even just the in-betweens, like when Ozzy's kind of like looking out at the crowd, there's these moments in there that are probably some of the most pure Sabbath live moments. Yeah. Like, what do you, I haven't seen this many people in my life. Like, yeah, it's, it's just like crowd. the way, it's the, big the innocence. Yeah. yeah. And I always like this ever since I was a little kid, I always used to, because I had a videotape of, of Cal Jam from the, from the, the, the when they, they, they aired it on ABC. Yeah. And uh, there's a little interview segment at the end, well, I think in the beginning and the end of their set, and this woman who kind of looks like Martha Quinn, but it's not her, um, interviews Ozzy at the end, and he's like, and he, he keeps going, I'm at a loss for words, man, I'm yeah. at a loss for words. Like he, he doesn't know what to say, because he's just like, it's just so beautiful, I've never seen anything like it. And if every festival could be half this good, it would be, you know, like, you know, it was amazing. And you know the story, right? Like they. They didn't even know that they were playing until like two days before. Yeah. Oh, that's why Omi doesn't have a, a mustache. Isn't that the deal with that's the mustache? That's why, yeah. Like, he didn't he have time to like, oh, I just stayed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to have to ask you, what, what, do you, what do you guys think of the um, the sex appeal of Omi once that thing goes <laughs> off? It's just. I thought he was way hotter without the mustache. Oh. Yeah. I yeah, think he so. looks like a serial killer, personally. But <laughs> Well, maybe I like serial killers. Yeah. Or you know what? <laughs> You know who I think he looks like? Do you know um do you know the uh Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, the Carry Nations? Yeah. yeah. He looks like yeah, yeah. The, he looks like the the, the creepy manager oh, guy. Really? I never thought about it, but yeah, I guess it might just be the leisure suits that. and stuff that just takes me to the Carry Nations, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's weird seeing them play um you know, like it's daylight and there's a rainbow and it's, you know, but it's so groovy yeah. like uh, yeah. I mean, not to get like or I will put a girl spin on it. I love the outfits. I'm not going to lie. It's amazing. Everyone's outfit yeah. is oh, the shoes? completely sick. Like, <laughs> shoes are so good. Completely awesome. The, the snake up Aussie's trousers. Yeah, that's pretty. That's Crazy pretty twisted. And, I don't we, know how you when play we, in platforms. When we played, <laughs> when we played Cal Jam in 2018, I tried to wear the same thing that Bill wore, except I didn't wear no, sh I wore a shirt. Yeah. Um, people were 
disappointed about that. But um, <laughs> but I wore black tights and red Converse, and I wore a black shirt. Some people got it, some people didn't. But somebody took a picture of me from behind, of me wearing the red Converse, oh, and yeah. um, sent it to the Foo Fighters, and they put it together with the picture of, of Bill and his red Converse from the Foo Fighters. You know, tweeted it out that day. <laughs> oh, and I, I shaved my mustache for the show. <laughs> yeah, nobody noticed. So. Nobody noticed. Yeah. She didn't wear a shirt though, which was pretty cool. Totally awesome. <laughs> Alice so, didn't yeah. do the the Mia Ham and rip the top off. And... <laughs> no, no. I'll tell you a funny story though. Is that um, we uh, that was Alice's first show in the band. Really? And uh, oh, wow. And we, uh, you know, she was fucking terrified. Oh, that was mine too. Cause, that was mine cause... too. <laughs> Oh, that's right. It was both of your first. I was having like a. Oh, was it? Okay. <laughs> we should probably get into a bit of the history of Black Sabbath then. Like, so you've had some lineup changes then. Um, or I like to think of it as that we were warming up to the current lineup. Okay. To, you know, we were getting prepared to have the 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 best lineup. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I started the band, it was just I met Emily. Emily and I both sat in with this Leonard Skinner band. We played like three, four shows or whatever. Okay. And that's where we met. Okay. And when I started the band, um, she was like in 600 bands and I was like, yeah, well, can't, can't do bands with Emily, you know? And, um, and when the time came that I needed a guitar player, you know, when we had the lineup change, I, the first person I texted was her and to ask her if she knew anyone because I thought she was too busy to do it. And she replied, well, I, I kind of want to do it. And I was like, seriously? I've like, kind of been training yeah. for this my entire life, listening to Come over here, Iomi get over here now, riffing. you know? So Emily and myself and Melanie, the bass player, had been playing together for a few months and we were auditioning singers and we just couldn't find anybody that we liked. And um, Alice came in. I, she was on, I saw her on Instagram just like singing acoustic guitar and the Sabbath songs. Oh, cool. Because she had her own record out at the time and she was doing her own thing. And um, and I showed it to these guys and I was like, this chick rules. Like, I don't know if she can actually sing it in front of a badass, like loud ass band, but she, like, she's clearly one of us. She grew up listening to Sabbath, you know? And that's who we wanted, you know? So she came down, she auditioned. And then she, you know, she like, we had a signal, like when she goes to the bathroom, I'll, I'll say this and if we, you know, and we, <laughs> the three of us agreed that we wanted her in the band, right? So we we said, okay, come, you know, can you, can you come back on Thursday or whatever it was? And she says, sure. And then we went home and the next day I get a phone call from her agent and and she's like, uh, yeah, Dave Grohl wants you guys to play Cal Jam. And it's like, yeah, next it, week. Was like, the like next it was week. like, it was yeah. like, it was like a week and a half, two yeah. weeks later, you know? Nuts. And I was like, just tell him yes, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so And so I called Emily and Melanie and I was like, well, we're playing Cal Jam, so I guess, you know, Alice is going to be the new singer, whether we like it or not. That's amazing. So we went in there and we were just like praying that she could, you know, she'd kill, kick our ass in the second audition. And thank God she did. And uh, we were going to do this little show in the in our rehearsal studio and invite some friends over just for a warm up before we went out and played real shows. Mm. And instead, our warm up show was at Cal Jam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was crazy. Hilarious. Yeah, I was actually, Emily, I was actually, because I was looking at Cal Jam 17. Yes. And I saw a fireball play yes. that. 
And I was wondering if that's where the connection happened um, or like how you guys kind of got on the, the role radar, I guess it would be. I think we're in the Grolverse. Like, I mean, he's, you know, familiar. I, that is in my top hottest shows. I'm just going to say this because we played the same stage when, but with Savage, it was at, it was at night. Um, that show, that stage is black rubber. And that was at high noon. <laughs> my guitar deck had like a heat stroke. Like it was so bad that like Scott oh, like burned his feet. Like it was crazy. And then so the next year when we we're going to play, um, I was like very happy that it was like at night. You know, it was like a much better yeah. like, you know, situation. But um, you pull you pull the Richie Blackmore and you're like, I won't go on till exactly, dusk. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, that's why that's why that's authentically. children of the grave, right? <laughs> yeah. I, that's another thing that I've kind of like tried to figure out because that whole um, I'm a part of like a deep dive podcast network with a deep purple podcast. And they did a Cal Jam special where they obviously covered the deep purple stuff and yeah the background behind uh that whole thing like leading up to it and how they kept pushing it and the fact that sabbath was the one that was on right before them i wondered how that affected their their set because the encore was weird i mean because they they obviously they it goes paranoid do you want to just go through the set list here a little bit maybe just yeah yeah let's let's break that down you know um they open with tomorrow's dream that's pretty badass which was pretty a pretty common opener for them in like that 73, 74 yeah. era. It's a great opener. They go so they go from tomorrow's dream into sweet leap. Uh, which is one of those classic, like way too slow, yeah, sweet leaps into the way too fast midsection. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely you feel know. the. Uh, I I don't know if it's nerves or drugs or whatever, but it's definitely fluctuates I'm a lot. Say but drugs. You're right. Like that's pretty. Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll, it's, go, it's we'll that go with drugs. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do a number now, and I suppose a lot of you are getting harnessed. It's a number entitled Sweet Leaf. third song in the set moving on is killing yourself to live okay this is like a personal favorite of mine i absolutely love this song it just keeps climbing up every time i listen to it i'm like i like this just as much as my it's definitely top five sounds for me that's a great one too because the other some of the other recordings that you have of it all the words are wrong and (laughs) yeah you know this one like ozzy this is when they're locked in the record so he actually has the right you know words together yeah
And there's a Bill Ward moment that's killer too. He's he's going and his headband comes off and oh, <laughs> you must have seen that. Right? So good. And that Frankenstein drum set that he's playing. Yeah. You know, I was like, going to talk about the equipment a little bit. Bill Ward's equipment in particular, heading into that, it is like, yeah, he kind of Frankensteins it. And then it gets big and white and deal purdy around uh, Tech X, I guess, yeah. even. Right. Well, I think that kit, you know, there was a while there in like 73, you know, 74, where he was playing, you know, his White Marine Pearl, like Slingerlands, and his. Ludwig's yeah, and a yeah. bunch of like other things that he just added to the to the kit. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure that those kick drums aren't even the same size, you know, the two kick drums that he's playing at Cal Jam, you know, and then he's got like those, you know, crazy, you know, octobons, octobons or whatever yeah. on the side there. You know, and you know, some of the drums have two heads, some don't. Like I mean, were they even, you know, maybe it was were they all his? I mean, yeah. was half of it like I mean, who knew who knows what they traveled with? You know what I mean? If they flew in. Well, you know, people have made the assumption that that was a backline kick because they flew in. But mm. that's his that's his stuff. Like he played for years, played this like an amalgam of pieces of other things like and yeah. just didn't care. <laughs> and I talked to him about it and he was just like he just didn't really care. Like he yeah. just said, you know, if it sounded it good, like and, you know, and I, and, and, I, and I don't know this for sure, but it, I don't think it also speaks to the fact that they just weren't getting their money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, nobody was giving yeah. them their money. They were getting ripped off. They were getting money to live on and, you know, spending, you know, getting drugs and stuff, but yeah. they probably weren't spending money on gear, you know? Yeah. And even coming back to like Ozzy and his vibe, like there, the, the, there's just an innocence to them that you can tell that like they were, they were there, they were, they weren't the, the hardened criminals that they became especially iomi right, even right, like right. babyface iomi there <laughs> there's just a vibe to them that is a little bit see all the powers in the mustache and, I mean, and when he doesn't have it then he's just like uh <laughs> i think so <laughs> well because he can keep some of the blow in his mustache yeah exactly he keeps, stage, you know, yeah, that, you know what he that patented iomi that that that's where he moves yeah. his head like that oh yeah the eyes like oh my that. god yeah yes the eyes well you know you know the story right that like supposedly like bill is in a darts tournament right like two nights before cal jam do you know this story no no no. so he's he's in a, he's in a darts tournament in in england and yeah. sabbath haven't toured for months right they've been they're on hiatus right they've made the record they're not on tour they've decided to take some time off and bill says he gets a call from spock you know like their their road manager right. and he's like bill there's this festival in california the day after tomorrow like and you know you have an offer and you guys like do you guys know you're playing it and he's like i don't know what you're talking about you know like like and they're like can you please call geezer and tell him like we gotta go like we're gonna go to california tomorrow and bill's like i i don't even know what you're talking about you know so so he drops out of the darts tournament right he's drunk as shit according this is bill's own words like this isn't me copping on bill because he's my favorite person in the world um and uh and they fly to california and they get here the night before Cal Jam. They haven't played together in months. You know, didn't even know they had a, had a show to play. Uh -huh. And, you know, Bill's hungover. I'm sure everybody's hungover because they just got off a plane and, you know, and, uh, and then they just, and they didn't sound check or anything. They just get out of a helicopter and they go on stage and play that amazing set. Yeah, well, I didn't, you know? I didn't know the details of that. I knew that they were kind of a last, not last minute, but last minute confirmed to be there kind of deal. i mean playing and playing songs yeah, that are crazy. new that you know being in the studio that yeah. you know that are kind of you haven't really tried them out all that much you know 
live mm-hmm. is pretty nuts in front of yeah you know x amount of people <laughs> yeah killing yourself to live is the only one they do from sabbath bloody sabbath and that was one that was in the sets so, quite sabbath a bit Cadaver. oh yeah right sabbath right Cadaver yeah too, in the yeah. jams and stuff right yeah 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 they don't play it in its entirety but like they definitely riff it and so so after killing yourself to live they go into war pigs which is usually an opener right um or i associate it as an opener but that might be yeah i think that's like the later later day sabbath thing i don't think that they necessarily opened with it they just kind of like, threw it in you know yeah yeah I mean, I know that like really early on, like on the paranoid era, they would open with paranoid a lot. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that would be a killer to see, wouldn't it? <laughs> the second they come out with that, I think. I think uh, I remember like uh, Metallica was doing the whole like doing the entire Black album or something, but they did it backwards, like. Oh, so they didn't have to play Sandman well, first? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then I was like, no, I get, get it That's out. That's really funny because when I saw I saw the Megadeth, the the Holy Wars like tour and they did yeah. like a holy wars again like mustaine played the so because the solo in that is like the best part of the record it comes right at the beginning right so he played it again at the end and i, and I was like that's awesome up. brilliant move right <laughs> anybody who came I'm late play it again yeah like, yeah it was brilliant. so from war pigs it goes into Snowblind iconic uh so good such a good version too right yeah one of my favorite things about that snowblind is is that bill counts it off like and and it has no relation to the song like if you listen to the cal jam bootleg he's like one two three four and they're like you know it's like (laughs) it's almost like the ramones you know you're like what does that count like i mean they, i guess they just all knew like that just means start now yeah it's not really the tempo work <laughs> <laughs> and so from there it goes into the sabracadabra jam guitar solo deal which they, they they also sneak in that that it's an old familiar at this point it pops up a lot that sometimes i'm happy what do you guys think about that little blues number that they always kind of pull out i love it yeah we've done it we've done it a few times yeah yeah um, and that goes that I mean, goes right back to pretty much does it go back to the the the, the dumfries uh early shows and stuff like that that they i know they did a couple of blues covers i'm not quite it sure. it's definitely on a lot of sabbath bootlegs from this era yeah like 73 74 i'm trying to think now because i'm you know i'm and pardon me because i'm a little rusty on listening to my you know super early <laughs> bootlegs now to my ears frankly it's it that becomes the end of S- symptom of the universe mm. you know it's down sometimes i'm happy which is also you know like a Somebody is singing the end of Century of the Universe for me because I just, I can't, it's in the wrong song is in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's well, got the, that. What's the, yeah. Uh-huh. What's the lyric? Something, yeah. Oh, symptom, the end of symptom? Um, 
Uh, now all I can think of is happy. Woman, child, and creation. <laughs> Come and step inside my dream. It's the same, it's the same thing. You know, yeah. so... They they recycled that for the end of Sinton with the Universe oh, okay. a few years. Yeah, when we yeah, I, I mean when we song. were playing it like that, it's the same notes but like a different uh, like a different uh-huh. emphasis. They yeah. they are the, like the same notes, but to me it's it's like a different vibe. You know what I mean? It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, on yeah, the I mean, drums it's definitely it's probably, a little you know makes, changed. Yeah, it's like and even just now when we were talking about happy and then to try to think about the, the end of symptom, you're like stuck. In happy land, you know, yeah, you're like, ah, you now. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> very... it's stuck in happy yeah, I mean, land. It's definitely a different vocal melody, but I think that the guitar part is relatively. Yeah, it's the it's the same, basically the same notes, just a little bit different. And if you listen to the jam and Cal Jam, you know, there's there's a bunch of like those themes that they do. You know, Tony does that that uh, um, Wicked World guitar solo thing. You know, he goes off on that for a while and then they do the Sometimes I'm Happy and then they go back to that little Django Reinhardt-y like, you know, like down. But that's kind of you hear that on Live at Last as well. And then they, they kind of tag it into, it kind of flows into the, like the more kind of straight ahead drum solo yeah, from there, right? Yeah, and then they... Or like not straight ahead, but like dips at nippy exactly. time, basically. Of course, that ultimately leads to Supernaut, as it should. Exactly. They only do two verses of Supernaut, I think, too. It's not the full shebang. I think, yeah, they go back to the, when, when, when the drum break is, yeah. he goes back into the solo and then they play Iron Man, maybe? They do, yep. Absolutely, yeah. And same thing with Iron Man, they don't play the the fast outro thing. They just they just play the the riff basically. Or like they play the first bit of it. So it is almost like those are still kind of jammy too, because they're not kind of running through the song and then stopping and going to, there's, there's some flow between the set here. And I guess they're getting into yeah. the the vibe of the day, really. Cause you look at some of the other bands. They definitely did that a lot, you yeah. know, they did that a lot. Yeah. That was like what Sabbath did, they jammed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you do, you're right, you forget about it. Cause especially me when I'm running through all of them lately and you forget how, how like pure and, and jammy it was right up to, like well into past this even right like i think around when would you say the sets start getting a little 
um, I think in seven, <laughs> like 78, you know, like, yeah. you know, after, at never say die. It just kind of like, they're kind of playing. Once the they get a decade under still, their belt, it is kind of like, it's not that they're yeah. a legacy actor, but they're kind of like, you know, it's the 10 I mean, year I, band. I had so. to think that yeah. it was more about their, them getting, getting along personally. You know what I mean? Like as it went on and maybe yeah. there was more tension or tension in the band, you know, it wasn't as free flowing on stage, you know, it's kind of like we're doing a job and, I mean, I hate to say that, but you know, it's yeah, no, to, for sure. All right, they, this is the set, and that's it. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. They weren't four kids who were like playing, you know, clubs anymore, where they were, you know, still had their jamming chops together. They were just like, we're going to go out and play this set every night. Although, like, even on seventy eight, like you listen to, like, there'll be some shows where they play Shockwave, yeah, you know, but then not, but only a couple times. Yeah. Like they'll play Backstreet Kids. But then, you know, a rock and roll doctor, yeah. you know, and then you're like, but not every night, you know, mm. um, but those sets, you know, but by the time they get back together, then it's just like, you know, now, you know I mean, also now you've got teleprompters in the mix and yeah, stuff. And the light shows you know, they and have everything. to yeah. play. Yeah. yeah. Stuff and, yeah. There is something yeah. very pure about this Cal Jam, of, of course, and, and seeing it in the For broad sure. daylight like that is also quite yeah like. thanks to richie blackmore <laughs> yeah. it, it <laughs> thanks, is such richie. a good a good era the the show because it's like the earlier shows you know live shows very jammy but it's like okay you know in the very beginning you know we've got like eight songs and then we're gonna jam you know like for like 30 minutes you know what i mean once yep. you get to like you know cow jam they have like so many awesome songs you know and then more coming out you know and it's kind of this like perfect time you know yeah 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 and in this point in the set too there's a little like um so the super non iron man go through and then uh tony breaks into orchid for a bit so you, you right the, the people like me would think of lotus wilderness or whatever <laughs> His guitar solo just kind of continues from there. Like it's still, it's still loose, it's still jammy. Like right up to this point, and I was wondering that with like the set, like were they being told like uh, Richie's is like really not going to leave his trailer? Uh, <laughs> you guys want to just keep going? Yeah. Or... You never know. But the flow is so good yeah. that you, you, you know, they were just given the set and they just went away. I think that Orchid was another one of those things that Tony always played yeah. in those solo sections. You know, it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably where it came from. Yeah, you know, he probably was already playing that. And then they just threw it on the record. Yeah, for you sure. Know what I mean? And they do yeah. a reprise of uh, of Sabracadabra in there as well. So like that's why it's like right, it, they, it's all they, like connected, man. <laughs> they go <laughs> it's right like back proper to the first verse again. Like it's yeah. like they're just starting the yeah. song all over again. And so then it's paranoid. Then so like you'd think because this is being broadcast and maybe there's like a, that's where they wanted to end it probably right go out on paranoid at that point even it was it was the big number. And it would probably be their encore, but they probably weren't thinking, well, there's probably no encore since this fucking uh, rotating set that's going on here. They're just going to push us off <laughs> and then out comes Glenn Hughes. It right? like they were very, they were very much thinking it was their last because mm -hmm. he, Ozzy's like, good night, you're beautiful, yeah. like the whole thing, like, you know, that they was old. They were like, you know, goodbye. And then suddenly 
then suddenly he's like, okay, we're gonna do a song called <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, Keep it going. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And then, honestly, that is Cal Jam for me. That Children of the Grave, just I mean, yeah, that's sure been kind of chopped out and kind of delivered as as the as the thing first thing you hit when you look up Sabbath, Cal Jam. But the because it is late in the set like that and everything too, like just like you know peeling off the jersey and uh, the whole shebang. It's yeah. it's it's just an amazing moment. Get a feel for the audience at that point too, because they they'd be cooking. You know, like you look at the other uh, bands on the on the the lineup. I can just run through it really quick, but like Rare Earth was the first one up, and then Earth, Wind, and Fire. So there's some like great like psyche vibey soul right. at the beginning, which is a great. I think that's a great like start to start totally. to a day. You know, that kind of vibe. Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mean, if that, if that doesn't get your booty shaking. Mm-hmm. Then check your pulse. But then it hits like a big fucking dip for me, like. Yeah, it's like the Eagles or somebody. Played? Yeah, the Eagles and Seals and Crofts. So it's like straight up yacht rock. Seals and Crofts. <laughs> yeah. Who well, I can yeah. I can hang with Seals and Crofts, not as much the Eagles. Really, I'm but, the uh, opposite. Seals and Crofts. Yeah. Well, even I mean, this is we're we're talking '74 here, right? So even the Eagles would be a little nasty. Yeah, this is the when rest. the Eagles were actually. Yeah, like I can do Eagles. Yeah, exactly. I can do the Eagles. Like yeah. This is like yeah. the the real Eagles. This is when, even when, uh, pre when what's his fate like when Hotel California, the, you know, right? when, that was '75. Oh, way before. Yeah. This is like when what's his like like uh what's his name from Poco, like was still in the band, like, like the, the original Eagles. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I, this was one note that from the Eagles set this, I think uh, Jackson Brown actually filled in with them oh, too. That's yeah. right. That's so right. that's kind of a somebody, big deal. That's cool. Somebody's wife was having a baby or yeah. something. Yeah. Something like that. Is that right? Yeah. But still like, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, you're right. I'm probably just imposing too much of like the Eagles that I heard from my dad, the Yacht Rock shit. Well, can I tell you a quick thing about the Eagles? This is my yeah. feeling about the Eagles. So there's a documentary about the Eagles. Yes, that I've watched was that. on Showtime, I think, or and it's in two parts, right? So it's like they showed it over the course of two weeks. Yeah. And the first part, you're like, you're like, I like the Eagles. I totally misjudged the Eagles. <laughs> like these guys are cool, like '70s. Like they're, they jam, they jam. The songs are good. Like fucking, this is a cool fucking band. They're all like sweaty, long hair, like no shirt, like you know. And then the second part, you're like, oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's like, the, <laughs> yeah. you know, I haven't seen yeah, it. Hell, hell freezes that. over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And I call it, um, I call it, um, fall in love with hating the Eagles all over again. You know? That's brilliant. Because um, yeah. it's just, I felt it's that too. so bad. Like, you're just like, oh, I hate these people. I hate them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My uh, guitarist in my like jam band in, in high school, he was obsessed with the Eagles because his dad was obsessed with the Eagles. But he'd play like the the newer DVDs and stuff for me, and like between like us listening to like you know we we'd be throwing on like yeah cunning stunts and like <laughs> Pantera's right, home right, videos, right, and right, then right. he'd put on like the Eagles' <laughs> long run home or hell freezes yeah. over. <laughs> just just boner killers for sure. Yeah. Oh my god, that that acoustic Hotel California, like whatever that's always yeah. on classic rock radio that makes you want to put a gun in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's going from them into Sabbath and then the Deep Purple fiasco and then ELP closing it with the spinning pianos and shit. So it's no wonder they had so the amazing. the idea for the the whole um, 
the train set that they had, you know, like where, where one band would be kind of setting yeah, yeah, up and then yeah. training through like, because they had these pieces like the, the Emerson and Emerson's piano, like, doesn't it like go out over the crowd, like Tommy Lee and I don't know if it spins like Tommy <laughs> that, would be <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. I read that ELP went on at one o'clock in the morning and I don't understand how that could be. Like, I mean, cause if, they had to put it, out the fires. On a sun, <laughs> sun, sunset, it was probably, you know, even if it was the middle of the summer, sunset would be, you know, eight o'clock. Yeah. So I've never watched any of the play? ELP set, actually. Um, the ELP set is insane is because of that, you know, it's like this piano goes up in the air and spins around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's so <laughs> nuts. Like, well, maybe there was a long setup, right? They had to get the piano set up in between. There was like two hour lull, maybe, right? Then they didn't yeah. have to go until one because they're like, hey, we couldn't get the piano in here. <laughs> well, didn't Richie Blackmore like attack a cameraman? Oh, yeah. Like, break he, a camera yeah, or something? Yeah. So like that, maybe they had to settle all that. It shit. probably was a lot. They really blew up the amps too. He had a bunch of dummy <laughs> he, like, cabs ran up there out and, he and got in the helicopters and, so they wouldn't catch him or something. Yep. Yeah. They made their escape. The, the the transport into that was hilarious like all the helicopters and stuff i love the the shots of sabbath where they're arriving and like so they come in in a helicopter and so then they're in like four hearse yeah. it's going i'm yeah, just like yeah that's badass really i don't know if the hearse just did so everybody good. but it just worked i was like oh look at sabbath arriving yeah in yeah, hearse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so good yeah 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 that's one of those things that like you know that was like one of my first because um, I used to like collect like, you know, videotapes and, and would trade them with people like, you know, I have such and such on videotape. Can you give me like a, you know, this is before YouTube. Mm. And, um, and uh, I had that Cal Jam, you know, videotape, like squiggly lines and the tracking off on the VHS, <laughs> right. you know, and just watch it over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why right. I started putting flowers on my drum set, you know. Yeah. I noticed that touch. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. This was fun. I I um I promise to I'm gonna listen to all your back uh back podcast. Well, maybe don't now. I'm embarrassed oh, don't? now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're you're deep. You go deep. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't have agreed to do a podcast with somebody that didn't know what they were doing. Like you're you're you go deep. Yeah. Like I'm listening. I'm I'm like oh shit. I didn't realize that they had two months off before that show. Like you're. I mean, I know you're doing research and stuff, but like. Um, yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. I love that. There's show. no band that I would yeah. rather do for because it's just it, they were just perfect that way. Because I do like taking the piss out of some of it too, um, and I feel like they're a band that you can do that. You can, you can. There's such a you guys know it. Like there's such a community around it, and it's just oh yeah, passionate people. And it is like such a diverse catalog, even just in the the Aussie era, that you can have these these back and forth, and it always comes back to what it's all about and it's just a fucking killer entity <laughs> that can't be denied yeah what i'll do i will I just remember. go back and like i'll kind of edit through and, and see if it's a cal jam episode even because if it isn't it, i could just do a black savage seance you know okay. again just thanks a lot really appreciate it girls yeah. and uh yeah we'll see you in canada some other time <laughs> yeah when you get up yeah, here hopefully we'll see you in canada when the world turns <laughs> yeah. back to normal yeah yeah Definitely. I can do Montreal. I can do Toronto. I can do it all. I'm kind of in the middle of the, the, the places that you would hit. If you did Belleville already, okay, then cool. I can definitely get that. Yeah. All right. Come to, we'll come be back to Kingston. Belleville. They, they want us back there, so we'll be back there. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Look forward to it. So I'm right. so glad you can both yeah. join us. Okay. Awesome. Take care. Bye. Take care of yourselves. Bye.